Back at it here on The Fan with the Daryl Ryder in a couple minutes. Uh, and by a couple, I mean like 20. We're into The Fan Focus in a couple minutes. I want to squeeze in a call here from, is it Yanni and Berea? Have you, have you been vetted by James that you are, you are a college yeah. baseball player? So I played college ball and I had this injury in college. Okay. All right. Were you, were you, so, were you a good college baseball player? Or I mean, lefty through 90. Nice. Okay. So when you get to that level, everybody throws 90 and they're good. So true, true. But here's the deal. Here's what I think. Yes. If he has this injury and he warmed up and went out there Sunday and did that, I think he has four weeks from right now. Because when you have this, you don't throw. You don't throw the ball. You go home and you do these, they're called jobs. They're these band routines with rubber bands. And you lift one-pound weights, lateral raises with one-pound weights. Because you have, there's hundreds of fast-twitch fast muscles in your shoulder that you have to keep strengthened. Yeah. But it's the throwing motion that hurts. It's the throwing motion that's dead. So you don't pick up a ball. You don't throw. So if he was throwing two days ago, I think he has four weeks from right now. Yeah, okay. and that's what I was wondering. Color, yeah. yeah, there was another caller that's like, well, if he had a bad hamstring or a sprained ankle, he wouldn't be out there. But it's not that simple. Like, you can throw. There's just nothing behind it. It's dead. These are pitchers that normally throw 90 that all of a sudden they're throwing 85 and getting rocked. Mm. Well, that's why, because they've got their arms dead. Which is so, how it's looked. It's, it's how it's looked, Johnny. Yeah. Exactly. You could see it. We all saw it. I remember that he threw a couple throws, and I said to myself, get him out of there. Like, he's about to give up a grand slam. Uh, you could see the labored throwing motion. He was coming up short. You know, his, his uh, trail leg was coming through the same rate as, as his arm. You could just tell that there was nothing there, you know? So you'd put him so, on the IR then. You'd set him down for four weeks. Yeah, I mean, and, and everyone's saying it. You punt on this defense. You punt on what you have right now is unacceptable. You have something here this year that you cannot just flush down the toilet with a third-string quarterback and just say, oh, well, no, that's you can't do it. All you right. got to get somebody in here to – you're 4-2. and two. You Yanni? know, if we go from 4-2 and two to, to, you know, whatever, six, you know, 4-4, four and four, that's not cool. I got it. Thank you for the info, man. Appreciate you. Hey, Thank no you. No problem. Have a good one, man. All right, you too. Good stuff, man. All right, good. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know whether or not if you are a baseball player, and I, because they've related this to being a baseball injury. That's what Schefter said in his tweet. Baseball causes pitchers to miss four to six weeks. Is that a complete shutdown for four to six weeks? And, and Yanni said, yeah, you have to shut it down completely. You can't be throwing. Deshaun Watson's been throwing the entire time. <laughs> He's been, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe he didn't throw as much in the bye week, but he's been throwing the entire time, essentially. That's unreal. So, all right. So, according to Yanni, if he has, and he said he has the same injury, uh, we're not in good shape here, guys. We're not in good shape. All right, let's get to the fan focus. All right, Ken and Wyma going to start off on uh, Double A's take about PJ Walker and Jacoby Brissett being the same quarterback. Well, I just think he's so obviously maybe some an people upgrade. agree. Jacoby Brissett last year. Well, let's find out what the people say. Jacoby Brissett analytics. If you're into analytics, he was a top ten quarterback. With the Browns last year. Now, well, obviously, the Browns into analytics? Now, I think that's uh, that's what they're into more than anything else. And hey, He still started eight games, uh, P.J. Walker has. He, his weakness, obviously, they they could not. They could not. When the, now, to Double A's point, when they were trying to come from behind and the running game was taken out of the fold, then Brissett did kind of melt. And, so, now, and, and, and now you have issues. Jerome Ford's going to be out. For a little bit of time, so PJ Walker would be better with you no know, with lack of running back. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying you said he's not an upgrade. I'm saying he is not an upgrade. I'm saying they're at the same level. So PJ Walker as well, and Jacoby Brissett are at the same level. You if if you if you're going to determine between 
PJ well, and Jacoby, you you might as well work with PJ. Good morning to you. Okay, they're not at the same level, but when I was listening to this, I wanted to I wanted to like text. I was like three hours late to listening. Okay, it, this happened at six in the morning, and I was up at nine listening to this. Okay, I wanted to text Double A and be like, hey, if they bring this up again, here's what you need to say. If I was trying to make the case that they were similar, what I would start with is talking about the Jacoby Brissett interceptions in important parts of games. You'd lean on the fact that P.J. Walker has made important throws like that third and seven to Elijah Moore late in the fourth quarter on the final drive to keep that drive extended and going. You'd lean on that and then maybe zero in on the throws that Jacoby didn't make, like the Falcons game, for instance, like the Chargers game, for instance. You'd lean on those games and those critical throws where Jacoby Brissett just melted. But Jacoby's the better quarterback, so I don't need to, I don't need to lean on anything. All right, next up, it's going to be Nick and Dustin on Jacoby Brissett. Jason Lord, the athletic, threw out fifth-round pick. I don't – if I'm Ron Rivera fighting for my career with a bat, with a starter who I might have to bench if he continues to struggle, I don't know why I'm giving up my backup, who I bought in to mentor the young quarterback, but also be there as a safety valve. I don't know why I'm giving that away for a fifth-round pick. Maybe if you go to him and say, here's a third-round pick, maybe that changes his mind. But, like, I think... You don't think have... a third-round pick's worth the season? I don't think Jacoby is worth a third-round pick. He's I, not. I think but, they're... But I, no, but I'm saying, but to this team, Nick, I think it is. I, th- I, I think... You can't put... They, they gave up all these first-round picks for Deshaun. And I get why you did that. I'm not trying to compare the two, even though I just did. <laughs> That's my, different. My point is, you're trying to salvage this season here. And yeah, he's not worth a third round pick in any other situation on the planet. But in this situation, yeah. I just don't think Washington bites. Uh, I think Ron Rivera knows he doesn't get this done. An injury to Sam Howell wrecks his year, and it probably gets him fired. I like Nick's point in that. I I think Nick's on. I think he's on to it. I think he's right. I I think we can wish and dream of Jacoby Brissett. I don't think a trade's ever going to happen. I don't think it'll materialize between the two. All right, Ken and Lima discussing the Michigan cheating scandal. Here we go. If I'm Michigan, i got to think about the future of my program because I think Jim Harbaugh is just going to go to Chicago. Well, I thought he I was, think he's just going to go to Chicago thought, or anywhere Kenny, else. He tried to leave last year. So what you do now. I think now, he was going to leave anyway if after you're Michigan, year. If you're Michigan, I suspend him now. So you take matters into I, your own I have hands. To take, I have to, I have yeah. to, they already did something as a preemptive strike before, and I'd say, you know what? I have to protect what they've built. They've built something great. And if you're Michigan football, you do not want to go back into hell or where you were before. And they, I know they had one Sugar Bowl with Brady Hoke. But other than that, it was pure hell for what almost was 20 years until Jim Harbaugh finally got him to the other level. Now people are saying that wasn't even legitimate because of your sign stealing. You've already made a preemptive strike once. I say you do it again. Protect the future of your program because Jim Harbaugh is going to be gone. And he's going to leave with no repercussions because it's the NFL and you're going to be left holding whatever power against the the NCAA has against you. We're going to get into this in the 10 o'clock hour. I just disagree completely. It, it doesn't make any sense. First off, it's going to be a slap on the wrist. They're not going to end up with some sort of massive penalty for Michigan because of this. I think there's a lot of, and I know he's not an Ohio State fan, so I'm not saying this on Ken's behalf. I'm just saying I think there's a lot of wishful Ohio State fans out there that think that this is going to be treated like a very serious problem, and the reality is it's not a very serious issue. It it, it will not be treated 
where Michigan is branded as cheaters for the next 20 years as badly as Ohio State fans want them to be branded as cheaters like we branded the Astros, like we branded the Patriots. It's just not on that same level to me. Not based off of what I've read. Maybe if more comes out, we'll get there. But not based off of what I've read, not based off of what I've seen, no. Uh, it's it's not there. Michigan will be just fine. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about that. All right, next up, it's Baskin and Phelps and Donovan Mitchell. Terrific facilities, great oh, fan great fan base, right. good team, good organization, wonderful place to live. What's not to like? Except for the fact that he can go other places and do that too. So I honestly think there's a window here. And if I'm the Cavs, the last thing I want is Donovan Mitchell sitting here in a in a walkaway year, Andy. In a walkaway year. I'm I'm playing this year, but I'm a free agent at the end of the season. I don't want that. So I honestly I don't I don't think he's gonna be here long term. I I've said What do that. you think it would take for him to stay? I don't think he will. You don't. Woo! Phelps laying it down. Doesn't think Donovan Mitchell will stay. That's interesting. It's they, they kind of have a college football thing going on. At some point, if you have kids recruited to Alabama, you got to be like, well, all right, what do we offer that's different than USC? What do we offer that's different than Ohio State? What do we offer that's different than Michigan? We all have the same programs. We have the same locker rooms. We have the same uh, refrigerators that give you every type of flavor of Gatorade ever invented. We all have the same things. What do I give you that's different? And with the Cavs, it's like, and the NBA in particular right now, we're giving them everything he'd want. But New York can also do the same thing as well. All these other teams can do that as well. And that's going to be the hang-up. He's got to fall in love with playing with the guys. Because he's in here and he's in our building, he's got to fall in love with playing with our players. He's got to love Evan Mobley like he's never loved another teammate. He's got to make sure Jared Allen doesn't become a Rudy Gobert situation. That's what we got to bet on. Last up, Nick and Dustin discuss the managerial search for the Guardians. Maybe there is a greater thing I got to keep in mind here with trust the organization, but like the guy that couldn't figure out Nolan Jones, that's I mean, the guy that's going to figure this whole thing out. I, I, I do like Blake though. He's been here, knows the team. So it's familiarity. Oh, that does that's, nothing for me. Does nothing for you. No, 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 no. I need a little. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Pick me out the non-turd on this list. Like Carlos Mendo- These are the, these are the seven names that I've seen tied. There I might mean, be one or lot- two other. I don't like to call people turds when they're in professional sports. Better better people than me, but turds. Unless I know something bad about them, like they're just a total dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll, I just, call, I'll I, call you a turd. No, I mean like the but I don't candidacy. Know these guys personally, I mean like I've got their pref- candidacy is turdish. That's what. I okay, mean. fair enough. Yeah, not them. Like they could be great guys. It's great hangs. But them as a candidate does nothing for me. Carlos Mendoza, Craig Albernaz, Troy Snitker, Clayton McCullough, Stephen Vogt, John McDonald, and Chris Vallejo. I was promised a, a wide-ranging search. I was promised that we were going to to, to scale mountains, and there was going to be no, I, no I stone need, left I need some experience. I think the Guardians, if they go with Stephen Vogt, they're getting exactly what they wanted. Antonetti and Chernoff can control him. They can make the lineups. They can be what GMs and team presidents currently are across a lot of different organizations in baseball. And for Stephen Vogt, rookie managers have done the job. Alex Cora is what I'm thinking of, right? He was a bench coach in Houston for one year and then got promoted to being the head, uh, the manager in Boston, won the World Series that same year. It was five years ago. 
Like, you can do this. You can win big with rookie managers. You can. I, I, I don't hate the Stephen Vogt hire, although there will be obviously a learning curve attached to that. I don't hate it if that's what it ends up becoming, and that is the fan focus. We come on back. Daryl Ryder with the latest on Deshaun Watson. The rumors around, and excuse me, the reports around Tom Pelissero today and Adam Schefter. Schefter saying it's a rotator cuff and a strain of the subscapulus, which is a type of injury in baseball, causes pitchers to miss four to six weeks. Tom Pelissero saying it's a real injury and it takes time to heal. What does Daryl Ryder say? I'll have it for you next right here on The Fan.